A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Cow Corner Extra Show. With me, the Dolly Dropper, James Hurl, Ian Slat Slater, Ian Alderson, and Ollie Griffiths. For your latest dose of all things lower league Shropshire cricket. And welcome back to another episode of the Cow Corner Extra Show from the Cow Corner Podcast. A new show looking at everything from Division 4 downwards in the Shropshire County Cricket League. And it's the big one. It's the pre-season preview. As always, you can connect with the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook using the hashtags CowCorner and CowCornerExtra and CowCornerSCCL to interact with us. Or you can at tag us on CowCornerPod on Twitter and at CowCornerPodcast on Facebook and Instagram. Anyway... As always, I'm joined by my good friend, Ollie Griffiths of Calverhall, Ian Slat Slater of Willie, and Mr. Booker Prize himself, Ian Alderson of Corfdale CC. So, how are we, guys? Really good, thank you, James. Hi, Ian. Hi, yeah. Ian. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ollie. Ollie hey. and the Ians. <laughs> I'm yeah. very good as well, very much indeed. How's everyone been going on with Ian's book? I've got a lovely signed copy from after the last episode. And yeah, I've me been too. Very much enjoying it. I know. I know that we said we've got to get at least one plug in every podcast, and yeah, I have to say, got a few a few chapters in every night, and uh, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really, really enjoyed it. I try and read it before I go to bed because obviously that's really useful. I've only, I've only read about five. <laughs> I've only read about five pages, e to be honest. <laughs> Actually. Um, a podcast is very good for book sales. You know, there was there was a peak in the graph. So thank you all very much. I'm very much appreciated. I got my book out of it and that's all I care about. It's, yeah, it is. It is yeah, it's, it's very good. Very, very good. Really enjoying it and some very funny anecdotes and some interesting stories. But um, yeah, so it's looking like it's going to be a really great episode and I'm really looking, getting forward and getting into it. So Here's what's to come on episode two of the Cow Corner Extra Show, the big 
pre-season preview. On episode two of the Cow Corner Extra Show, the big Shropshire County Cricket League pre-season preview for divisions four to seven. We discuss the latest cricket news and discuss the latest guidance, including the latest Shropshire League loan system and its pros and cons. Then go on to preview every division from division four to seven and include our Hills hierarchy where we pick the top teams from divisions seven, six, five and four. Plus much, much more on another bumper episode of the Cow Corner Podcast. So the season's nearly upon us again. Cricket Nets has started back up last week and it looks like a full season is ahead of us. The ECB brought out its guidance and roadmap to return to cricket and no surprises to see that not much has changed from last year. But the main focus outside of that has been the Welsh clubs and whether they'll be able to start on time. So what I want to ask you guys is, uh, there, have you had any major thoughts? Did you ever think that we'd start on time? Did you have any doubts? No, not really. I thought, you know, with everything moving on, had my jab in uh, uh, March. So I thought, yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be up and running, no problem. Although, I'll be honest with you, with the Welsh club situation, uh, obviously it's tricky for those guys. Um, we play a Welsh club at home, um, first game of the season, Newtown, seconds. So we're really pleased that that's going to go ahead now, we understand, because they can travel across the border and uh, partake in organised cricket, uh, which is, it may be organised, it may not. Um, but yeah, so that's that's really pleasing because we were concerned at one stage that we would be have a blank week the first week. But um, we look forward to hosting the uh, Newtown Seconds Boys on the 24th. Um, but obviously I understand from... The, the clubs that are at home, uh, the home-based uh, Welsh teams, uh, they're having to rearrange all those fixtures. But I actually understand from Brian Kitts, and I was speaking to him this week, uh, they've already organised all those. They've all been rearranged. So um, sounds good. That's great news. I mean, it's definitely a complete change in the policy and what was going to happen when we recorded all the early, earlier podcasts where it wasn't a case that the Welsh teams would be, be able to come across. But... Yeah, cricket is nearly upon us, Ollie. You looking forward to it? Sorry, James. <clears throat> Liz, I put on mute, and James is uh, Liz has put the kettle on for two seconds. So. Oh, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah put it on mute. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure James won't come to me next. Yeah, milk, no, milk, no <laughs> sugar. Milk, milk, no sugar, please, Ollie. Cheers. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll quickly go to we and then whilst the kettle's on. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. So, no, it's all right, don't worry. So, <laughs> that's staying in the pod. So, Ian, <laughs> so, Ian thoughts, um, your general thoughts? Uh, I was never in any doubt that we would start on time. I thought that Shropshire Cricket um, got it exactly right last year. And I think that the experience we had playing uh, through last summer, whether it was in the organised stuff or whether it was just friendlies, Everything just, I thought, ticked over lovely. And I, I, I thought we'd be starting uh, on time and very glad that we are too. Good stuff. Uh, Ollie? Are we all good? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ollie, were you, was it ever in doubt? Um, I, I'll admit I had some doubts before Christmas that we would get started on time. Didn't have any doubts that we would, we would play some cricket this year like I did last year. Um, I thought, you know, even coming into the start of this year, I thought maybe we might miss one or two games and it might be May before we were allowed to play play cricket. Um, very happy that I'm wrong. 
um, that we are going ahead and we've got our first friendly tomorrow. Um, so looking forward to it and hopefully the weather won't be quite as cold as it as it um, as it has been this last week. I know you had nets in the snow, I see, James. Yeah. yeah, very odd, very odd. It was glorious weather, but a bit cold. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it started snowing. Then it started to rain and then started snowing again to the point where, yeah, you can you can see the ball, which I think I've mentioned on another one was a, a, another excuse to my repertoire for <laughs> not being able to hit it. But um, yeah, very strange. Never, never play cricket in the snow. Um yeah, I don't. It's it's been odd recently getting four four seasons in one day. I've seen I've seen um, snow on the cricket pitch three or four weeks, well at least four weeks before the cricket season, but not not one week before our first match. Um, it was quite quite bizarre. So that is definitely one thing that is different to this time last year is that it it's not as warm and it's not as sunny, but albeit it is still quite nice mm. as long as you've got four jumpers on. <laughs> get the hand get the hand warmers out is always the way i think so yeah it's looking like we're not going to be able to get inside again this year guys uh no changing rooms and potentially again no t- well definitely no teas thoughts on that uh, i think the teas was a an interesting one because i think the, the vote from all the all the clubs were the teas on a saturday are perhaps a redundant thing now going forward um so that's that's fine. I think with the with the changing rooms, um, it's. I think hopefully by sort of mid to end of May, we may well be back into the changing rooms. Certainly into the, by twenty first of June, I would expect that that would be the case. So halfway through the season, more or less, um, that we're back in changing rooms, and you know, because one of the things you miss mostly mostly after a game of cricket on a hot day is a shower, unless obviously you're at Corvedale and. Um, you have to go and queue in the, in the opposition changing room for the <laughs> single shower or stand by the dishwasher. Isn't that right, E? I think he's got you on mute. <laughs> oh, no, I think... Oh, I, I think he's, oh no, he's it's, frozen. It's frozen. <laughs> 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 yeah, but again, having a shower after a game before you go to the pub is, you know, one of the... Uh, prerequisites of cricket so i'm hoping those come back pretty quickly <laughs> well it's one of the benefits of being bold yeah, isn't it guys really yeah exactly don't have to worry about don't have to worry about shampoo or anything like that conditioner you're outnumbered here ollie i'm supporting <laughs> a, a very lockdown haircut and it's, uh, it's getting in my eyes now and i'm not a fan of it at all <laughs> Uh, I, I won't boast about it in front of you, three. I was going to say, I can't remember a fringe, mate, to be honest, but um, there we are. <laughs> going back to the uh, tease, I have to say that I'm gutted that for a second season we're not doing tease. I understand the reasons for not doing tease this year because of COVID, but I just am worried that it won't come back. And 99% of our club are massively in favour of tees and uh, you know I get comments of it's just not cricket without tees it's big it's all parts of the day um, you know I'm sure we could have a whole separate podcast on the pros and cons of, of whether to have tees or not um, I think it says a lot about our club and the tees that we've provided in the past that 99% of, of our players are, are want want to continue with tees Either that or we're all very lazy and we want someone else to make our tea for us. 
I think there's another, there's another factor to think about as well there, because, I mean, again, we've always been very, very strong on our tees at, 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 up at Barrow Park, but it's also a source of income for the club. Mm. It's, you know, without that, um, you know, <laughs> across a season, you probably make upwards of five, seven hundred pounds a year on your on your tees. Um, that actually, it's 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 a big big chunk of your finances for a year coming in that you're not going to have. So you know, it's kind of how do how do we mitigate that uh, as clubs? You know, a lot of small clubs out there who need that income. Yeah, I mean, we. That's we, exactly we have, right. We 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 create a lot of money from from these. So yeah. Ian, uh, lack of showers not going to impact Corvdale this much this year, is it? Not at all. Not <laughs> at all. I what told you, you last pod, highly overrated washing. <laughs> well, you won't be using the dishwasher, will you, this year? <laughs> I'll do them in the shower. <laughs> it's a good job they've abolished teas. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I'd be interested in knowing, um, do we know if the you know the loan player system is that going on this season? Um, so I know a bit about that. Um, we there, there is a loan system going on, but it's for under 18s only. Um, so there has to be there has to be obviously approval from both sides, and the league has to be notified. Um, so I, I I can't I can't remember the exact details because it was a while ago we, we discussed it, but there is um, definitely under-18s are allowed to go and support another local club. Mm. So, you know, under-18s, but do you think that there'd ever be a chance to expand that to, you know, over-18s? Um, I think there's potentially the possibility. Um, I mean, would you think that it would better advantage teams who've got one one side, maybe? Um, I personally think think it, it would. Um, you know, there are there are um, you know clubs like ourselves who've only got one team, and there are other local teams that have only got one team. Um, I think it would be beneficial for us to have some sort of way of providing cricket for those extra players. Because, mm. for example, we might have thirteen players one week, and and a local club has only got nine and struggling. Um, some clubs won't tra- won't travel with eight or nine players, but they might travel with with what, nine or ten players. Um, where you know, and it just means that there's two people locally sat doing nothing because they're registered for another club, mm. whereas they could go and support that that second club. And I just think it would be beneficial because as a singleton club, you have no ability to grow it's very difficult to grow from one team to two teams unless you have a sudden influx of five or six players because it's very difficult to keep more than 13 14 players happy mm. unless you've got some people who are very amenable and very understanding um so i think it would definitely be um beneficial you know that's that's my opinion um but i think it would be a good idea to 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 look at that route in the future Ian? But I guess we'd have to look and see what how the under eighteen loan system goes first and foremost, mm. and sort of make a sort of, you know, make some decisions based on on how well that works. Ian, um, I, I I'm all in favour of the loan system. It's come a little bit late for us. When I was captain of our second eleven, um, and towards the end when we were struggling for players, 
Quat actually offered us, they said, we've got a, a handful of young lads who are very good, but aren't, we haven't got enough teams. And they felt that we could have taken them on board, wouldn't have taken the mickey out of them, and you know would have used them to their strengths to get them a bit of experience in playing league cricket. Um, but of course, that was probably four or five years ago now, and it wasn't you know it wasn't even on the table in those days. But I, I'm all for it, um, you know, for for bringing young lads and girls on who want to play in the league. Surely it makes sense, doesn't it, Slats? And I know we were talking about a team like Acton Reynolds who lost aside last season they get they're gonna have this problem I, you would assume moving yeah. into this year uh, look at the end of the day the, the goal has got to be a to get as many people playing cricket as possible in our league to keep those smaller clubs those singleton clubs going um, because ultimately they'll be the feeder for the larger clubs at some point um, and you know to to enable that to to be able to loan players from one club to another, um, when you've got, as, as Ollie said, you've got, say, 14 or 15 at one club, not enough for two sides, but actually you could loan a couple of those players to another club nearby who are struggling, then I think it's, you know, it's, it's just common sense at the end of the day. You know, I, I guess the, there's always the concern is that, is that the parent club would say, well, what if they turn that person's head and then they end up going playing there and we lose them? It's, you know... <laughs> It's a risk, I suppose, but ultimately, if they're playing cricket where they wouldn't be playing cricket every week, what's the problem? I don't understand. It's, you know, um, it's, it's the game that's the important bit for me. Yeah, I guess, I guess on that point as well, you've picked the player not to play. So if that position came, in, if that came into the position and you knew that you were going to loan someone out, you'd probably pick someone who, without being harsh, that you possibly wouldn't mind playing uh, elsewhere because you feel as though you've got 11 other players. Yeah, but like every every one of us knows as captains and as players in small clubs, people's availability isn't what it used to be years ago. Years ago, you'd play 22 games a season and that was it. You know, you took your holidays outside of the season or and, and you, you did events outside of the season and you played cricket. Now it's completely different. You know, you, you've got people who are available for 10 games a season, 14 games a season maximum, and it's a of all of that. And it's cobbling together a side and, and balancing all of that availability through the season. That's the, the difficult bit, shall we say. So, you, you know, you might be concerned that actually, yeah, I might not need that person this week, but I'll need him in three weeks' time. And it's kind of how you balance that. That's That's the tricky bit. I know some people have the cheat to have a have a wedding during the Christmas during the cricket season as well. Yeah, don't understand that. It's just shocking. I mean, I you know I I've been married now thirty years, and uh, we got married on the twenty first of September. Get the season out of the way first. <laughs> actually, it was it was the first Friday after the end of the cricket season. To be fair, <laughs> Ollie, any thoughts on that? Yeah, I can't understand these people that have a wedding mid season. It's it's, uh, it's shocking behaviour. <laughs> um, yes, I, I am getting married during the season this year. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm missing yep. I'm missing a trip down to Quat to play Bridge North. So, um, um, you know, 
silver lining that uh, <laughs> silver long, lining. Long, longest <laughs> journey that only purely for the longest journey nothing nothing to do with Bridge North but purely <laughs> for the longest journey probably that we've got in the season that that I'm not going to be able to make that one and unfortunately there'll be a, there'll be a few from our team that won't make it either um, will, will, will you have the trousers back for the week after mate um if I'm lucky <laughs> Are you? How many? How many people are you allowed at the wedding, Ollie? Well, hopefully by August the twenty-first, um, as many as we want. If it all goes, because after June the twenty-first, there should be no, there should be no restrictions. Touch wood. Right. So yeah. that's uh, that's knackered Calvary all that weekend. Yeah, and there's, <laughs> there's a snag do to be had as well at some point. Oh. Right. So on that bombshell, I think it's time we move ourselves onto the main part of the show. And it's time. It's the 2021 Cow Corner Extra preseason preview. So it's that time of year again, and we're now going to go through and preview. Every division from division four to seven, reviewing the off-season work in the divisions, looking at team successes in previous years and predicting what we'll think they'll do in 2021. Plus much, much more before ending in the much-loved Hills hierarchy. So let's get it started with our first division and division six. So Slats, in division six this season, we've got Old Scott Heath second eleven. Bomir, Heath, second 11. Coton Hall, Kun, second 11. Harcourt, Lillishaw, second 11. Planid Lois, Montgomery, second 11. Pontsbury, second 11. Shrewsbury, third 11. And St. George's, third 11. So, initial thoughts about Division 6 this year. Yeah, it, look, it's it's Division Six is always an interesting division. Having played in it in 2019, um, there's some sides in there that can beat each other any any week of the season. Um, but having looked at it and having spoken to the, those clubs involved in, in the division and sort of seen what they've been up to over the closed season, um, I, I've got some strong thoughts on who's going to be the top end of the division um, come come September, and um, also you know who's not going to be running in that um and probably top of the pile for me would be shrewsbury thirds who are can be very very strong it does depend on their first and second team but they've strengthened as a club as a whole which then means it filters down to um that third team and absolutely speaking to them their aim is promotion this year um without a doubt um, they haven't had any new additions to the third team, but as I said, they've, they've, the club has as a whole. Um, they've got some a, a good batting lineup, a very strong batting lineup, the likes of Rob Johnson and uh, Charlie Tomlinson. Dylan Edwards, Dom Stone, if he's available, makes a big, big difference in there too. Uh, and then from a bowling perspective, Henry Hornby gets loads of wickets every season. He's a very consistent performer. Um, so is Matt Weir. Um, and then, you know, it, it, they think it's going to be a breakthrough year this year for Ted Stone. If he stays free of injury, it could be his year with the ball as well. So I think they'll be very strong. They'll be up there, top of the division, uh, in the promotion places and, and vying for that. 
I think something that you mentioned, which I think is quite interesting, is obviously, like we've mentioned elsewhere, is a lot of how Shrewsbury third eleven depends on how their ones and twos are doing. And obviously, if someone from the twos moves up to the ones and someone's is unavailable, doesn't necessarily mean that players are going to come down. And you think a player like Rob Johnson's possibly at some point going to be looking to push towards second team cricket sooner rather than later. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And so it's, it's as they've got him, and his availability is, you know, but then, of course, he's also got to perform in the thirds to be able to be playing in the second. So mm. it's sort of a, a balancing act to that that degree and Steve Roggett's pretty confident that they've got a strong side this year um, and if they if they keep their availability through the season which is always the lower teams worry then I think they'll they'll be up there and thereabouts um, and then for me it's the hipsters choice uh, Lanid Lois I think uh, they've they've strengthened they are reborn again I think and um, yeah I think they've got a, a number of good players coming through who are going to um, really push them forward um, Harry Turner has been a revelation with the ball for them last year and I think he's he's really coming forward and his, his new ball partner Jones as well is, is also strong so they'll be they'll be you know, you know putting some batsmen under pressure and then you know as, as a team they've, they've, they've developed they've brought some younger players on um, and as I say with Owen, he's very sharp. He's very quick. So he'll he'll frighten a few batsmen in Division Six this year, I think. Um, but they they went through a period, didn't they, Lanny, where they 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 were in that sort of third division and they dropped down. They've rebuilt. They've got their mojo back, I think. And um, you know, I think there'll be a lot of breakfasts with the lads together uh, with some of their away trips. You know, they'll be having with, the, with, the, with these midday starts. They'll be having breakfast at nine thirty with the lads before they set off. I reckon. Um, but yeah, I think they are the dark horse. And again, they've set their stall out. They're aiming this year promotion. It's something that Ollie you brought up on, and it's something that Ollie you brought up on the last podcast. Their location also comes into it's quite handy because it's a long day's travel to get to Planet Lois for some sides. And do you think that that makes much of a difference come game day? Um, I don't think it should, but I I think it I think it does. Um, you know, I, I think I said in the last podcast it is seventy miles from Calver Hall to Planet Lois because we used to play them quite regularly in the old Division Three when we were in the same division. Um, and they are a fantastic bunch of lads, you know, can't fault them. Yeah. Turned up in a bus before now that they paid themselves because the, the club couldn't afford it and all sorts of things. Mm. Um, and, yeah. but there has been instances where you look at the, look at results and think, oh, they've had another concession. Um, you, know, I, you know, I could be wrong and it could just be all in my head, but you, you, you have, you do think, oh, there's, been conceded against you know not not them personally i don't think i don't think they you know um, call off games when they shouldn't mm. i think generally teams that um don't want to, or, or or it's not sometimes that they don't want to go but you know there's one or two players that are like oh yeah i'm busy that week and um, mm. so uh, I, I, you know they don't, they don't want that travel and, and like you said with the 12 o'clock starts um that's that's set that's on the road a lot a lot earlier earlier in the day um i mean it, it should help that um new town's now got its fancy new bypass but because you you, you could sit in new town traffic for 20 25 minutes at times yeah uh, that will that will help but it's still seven you know still a long way um 
I always used to quite enjoy, you know, it's playing away at a different ground. If it's a long trip, it doesn't matter. You know, it's part of the fun of the day for me. Mm. It's, you know, and I think it's, yeah, they're, a, they're you're right, Ollie. They are a really good bunch of lads. And, um, you know, don't forget, they they play in a, in a, it's a sporting town, but it's mainly rugby. Mm. So they have to fight against that to get, get a team together and get players in, you know, that are going to play cricket uh, because the seasons overlap now. Um and you know, I think yeah, they'll be strong this year, and I and I would, would be surprised if they're not in that top three come the end of the season. Yeah, fair play, fair play to them because you know we, we we moan about the journey once a year. They're doing it every other week. Exactly. Yeah, it's a very good point. It's a very very good point. It's it's interesting what you say as well, obviously about the rugby season and also football season. Yeah, it's all going to be overlapping this year mm-hmm. as they're trying to get extra games in to the summer so that clubs can play that. It's going to be interesting to see how that affects some cricket teams this year, um, especially ones who like packed out with people who prefer probably football or rugby or anything like that to obviously yeah. cricket. Because I know, um, let's be honest, whilst cricket's the first sport for some of us around here, that you know it's not going to be for everyone else. Um, but before we go on to who we think may be fighting at the other end of the table, I am quite interested in getting your thoughts on Kun's second eleven and Pontsbury uh, second eleven, two teams who've got sides who are playing in the division one and obviously Kund we know um have recruited well for their first 11 and there is talk of obviously Graham Trobe moving into their second 11 uh yeah, what are our thoughts uh for Kund this year do we think yeah, they're gonna have a I, good season I think they'll have a very good season I've got them in, in and around that top three as well um sounds like I've got a lot of players in that top three you know it's only three places but I certainly got them up there with Montgomery Lanny and Shrewsbury um in that top uh, top four um, yes, sounds like Troy could definitely be um, be in the seconds this year, along with the likes of Greg Lawrence, who could be very destructive when he's when he's on form with the bat. Um, you know, and also people like Dave Ballinger, who's a very steady opener, gets you fifty runs every week. Um, you know, they, they will be fairly strong. And you know, as you said, they've recruited at the top end very very well. Mm-hmm. And what that means then is obviously that means it allows those players because. I know Graham Trow reasonably well. You know, he's, he's been wanting to play second team cricket for a few years, but couldn't because the first were always short and needs him in the first. You know, um, he's, he's he's a great lad and I think he'll be really, really strong, get a lot of runs in that in that Division 6 this year, without a shadow of a doubt. Mm, right, so looking towards the other end, so we've picked out the teams who we think will be challenging at the top end. Who do you think will be scrapping for survival in Division 6 this year? Well, I've sort of circled um, four clubs, which I think will potentially be in that battle for not to get relegated. Um, and those those four clubs, and forgive me for this, <laughs> those four clubs, um, are St. George's Thirds, uh, Harcourt, Coton Hall, and Allscott Heath Second Eleven. Mm. Um, and I think... And it's, it's it's nothing detrimental to those 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 teams. I just think um, they they each have their reasons why they may be struggling this year, and not least because there's some very strong teams in that division six this year, as we've already talked about. I mean, Ponsbury and Lillishall will be in that top six. I'm pretty certain, uh, and so will Boma Heath be in and around that, um, because again, what they've done with their first teams. Mm. Um, but yeah, I mean Harcourt. You know, that's my club I first started playing my cricket at many, many years ago. Uh, it's a lovely ground. It's, you know, it's a great bunch of lads there. They've got some interesting um, players in there. But, the, you know, getting 11 on the park has always been a struggle. 
mm. um, in, in recent years. But, you know, they've got a young lad there, um, Sam Davis, who's, you know, getting older, getting stronger. He'll be sharp with the ball and also, you know, he's strong with the bat. Um, and also there's another lad there, Jay Howells. Again, he's going to be uh, one to look out for. And if they get R- Ricky Jarrett on the park, then, you know, if it, his availability is always a bit sketchy. But if they get him on the park, you know, he's destructive with bat and ball. Mm. Um, Just to chime in on, on that bit, Coton Hall, you had them, you know, you could well be right, but I think they'll be a bit, little bit stronger than, than, than perhaps you think. Um, that that will depend on whether they get their strongest team on on the park. I think if they get their strongest team on the park, um, they will more than hold their own in that division. Um, I mean, they they played Lillishall seconds in Division Seven last year, and um, you know, I think they think they traded traded victories really. Um, I think Coton won at um, Lillishall, and Lillishall won at. at Coton, so um, yeah, no, a couple of players who come down from Manchester, believe it or not. Um, one of them scored a hundred last year for them. So I think if they can get those in regularly, yeah, um, a good player in Alex Cadman, captain in them this year, and Gareth Rich, if he's available, they got yeah. some. I had a good, I had a good chat with Alex to be fair regarding that, and obviously they've also got Aaron Jones back this year, yeah. who who will make a big a big difference for them. And uh, they have recruited three new players, but I think he was also very keen to state that you know we're a small club and we struggle for players, and it's hard to recruit players because you've got Whitchurch and Wham, and you know they're right smack in the middle of that sort of uh, scenario where players get attracted to. So it's kind of yeah. Listen, if they've got all their, if as you say, if they've got their team out, and Dan Thomas as well is a very good all rounder, and yeah. you know can can make a big difference for them. It's getting those eleven on the park every week that's going to be the challenge, isn't it? It is. It is definitely. You know, it, you know, they are a rural. They're a rural club in in a rural setting. And they're not really in a village, so it is difficult for them. But yeah, I I, I am going to tip them for mid table. Mm. A team yeah. I'm sorry. I'm a team I'm interested in is obviously Monty Seconds, a team who got relegated from Division Five, but have generally been there or thereabouts. I think they've got a few really good players who, possibly, without being harsh, are probably better than Division Six. No, I'd agree. Uh, I'd agree, and I certainly have them in, up there and challenging. As um, in, I think Rob Udall, I think David Jones. David Jones has been one of the highest run scorers in Division 5 every year, so for him to go into Division 6, you'd be expecting him to score runs and also take a, he score, takes a lot of wickets as well. And then you've also got Neil Tuffin as well, who yes. however much he plays, you don't know, but he, he absolutely hoops it. And He's he's a very he's you know they're they're, they're bowlers and last season as well I know that they had a policy of bringing through the youth players and hopefully that will do them in good stead this year. Yeah, I think so. I mean, to, to be fair, I, I I didn't hear back from Monty in my plea for information for clubs, um, but um, yeah, I certainly know those guys having played against them. Rob Udall certainly you know will get your runs and wickets every week um and you know yeah neil tuffin absolutely um but also it depends if is, is keith griffith still playing or is he uh, uh yeah i think he, he had last season off he had last season off to allow the juniors to play but this year he, he's back from what i hear yeah he doesn't give you a lot with the ball he, he he's, he's he's fairly miserly he doesn't mm. give you much at all so um you know uh, yeah they absolutely i've got them i've got them actually in that top three Mm. Um, probably behind Lanny and behind Shrewsbury. 
um, and and maybe up there with Kund. Yeah, then... I, th- I think I think for Monty too, it's been a case of availability. I'd say for yeah. the last year or two, and that's possibly why they went down. I think if they're fully available in Div Five, they were always one of the sides who would be there and thereabouts. But I think the last couple of years, maybe they'd struggled with that availability and. Also, in a place where they're blooding a lot of young players, they've got a lot of young players there. And these, you know, maybe it's just the long game. And uh, in years to come, we'll see this masterstroke and uh, they'll rise up the leagues. But um, yeah, as of the moment, it's, it's very much a case of who will perform. Yeah. But um, absolutely. And Ponsbury have got a new captain this year. Gaz Downs has moved up from the third team captain to take over the second team. Um, and, you know, they've got a number of young players coming through as well. So, yeah, I think it's for those clubs, it's sort of a bit of a rebuilding, sorting themselves out and then pushing on from there. Um, but, yeah, it's hard to look past Shrewsbury, Lanny, Monty and Kund for those promotion places and fighting for those 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 top two places. Thanks all that, Slats. Um, that's, that's really interesting. And, yeah, Division 6 looking like a tasty little division this season. It'll be really interesting to see how that goes. So... Now, let's move ourselves on to our next division and Division 5. Right, so Division 5 and uh, Division 5 has got all oh, the mighty Albury second 11. It's got Beacon, the second 11, Church Stretton, Colin, Gillsfield, Knocking and Kinley, second 11, Much Wenlock, Newtown, second 11, Wellington, fourth 11, Witchert, second 11, and the mighty Willy Wanderers, second 11. <laughs> so, without asking myself, because that's really sad. Um, Slats, coming into the division this season, what are your thoughts? Again, strong division. Strong division. Um, there's some really good clubs that have come up. Um, certainly the team that came up as runners-up, fantastic. Um, but also Column be very strong, and I think they've strengthened as well through the closed season. Really intriguing is Gillsfield, because I don't know if you noticed that they, uh, they signed Steve Griffiths the other week. You know, th- 30, 30, 35 years at Shelton and then he's um, signed for Gillsfield, which is uh, an interesting one because he doesn't give you anything with the ball. You know, he, he's, he, he puts it on the spot and, you know, he, he don't get a lot out of Steve um, and he's a good cricketer. So he, he is going to get a lot of wickets and he is going to be a big influential player for their season. He was, you know, he's someone who could play in, well, he was playing in Shelton second level and he could, you know, play as high as he wants. He's, He's going to get a lot of wickets this season and he's going to be a player who's going to be very hard to get away. And he's very much going to be that bowler that you try and see off and then you go and you're trying to attack the other bowlers, which he is a wily as we all know, as we all know, will only benefit the other bowlers. <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's going to be excellent. And, uh, uh, you know, that his signing alone is going to really make a difference for Gillsfield this season. Uh, you know, in Division 5 in previous seasons before, you know, you're looking at the teams who are left, you're looking at Alberbury, you're looking at Beacon, you're looking at Knocking and Kinley, second 11. And then you're kind of looking at that next level, which is kind of Wellington, fourth 11, and kind of probably much Wenlock. And that that's kind of where it's at there. I think Witcher at second 11, again, very much like Wellington, fourth 11, you don't know who's going to turn up every week if they turn up with players who are too good to play for their second or fourth 11, you, you're going to lose <laughs> because especially with Whitchurch's second 11, you know, it's, it's either their first 11 who play Prem cricket or their second 11. And, you know, 
I do know, having spoken to a few people from Whitchurch, that they are very keen for their second 11 to get closer to their first 11. So maybe that's something that will happen more regularly this year, that they'll have a couple players who are probably you know, better than they should, than should be in the second 11 playing for them. And with the look to getting them up the divisions and... Yeah, like we said, with Wellington fourth eleven, if you've got a if you've got a if they've got a side where they you know the first seconds and thirds are strong, you know you're going to get a player who should be playing in a higher division, which is which is always hard to which is always hard to judge. But yeah, so like we said, uh, Willie second eleven um, promoted in second season from Division Six Slats. So, what are your thoughts? What are your goals going into 2021? Uh yeah, look, we we we've. Um... We aim to be competitive. You know, we started last year, uh, sorry, last year, 2019, with a flyer and sort of won our first 10, 12 games on the spin. We're leading the way. Um, but I think, you know, this year it'll be about um, consolidating what we've done. And I'd be quite happy with, you know, sort of uh, upper mid table, you know, maybe surprise a few people, upset a few people, um, particularly Oldbury. And- <laughs> <laughs> Use um, me or mine only, <laughs> just to save my own teammates. Because I got, I got. Why the fuck have you done that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think <laughs> it'll be it'll be very interesting. Because I, I think Colin will be very very strong, um, and it's good for us to go back to places like Knocking Beacon, come back to Oliveri. Always love a trip out to Oliveri. Um, um, but also, you know, we haven't, I haven't been to Stratton for a wee while. It's it's their hundredth year this year. Would you believe they're yes, cel- celebrating their centenary this year as a club, which is uh, not to be sneezed at. And uh, you know, which at seconds, I you know, look forward to going there. That'll be fun. But also, Newtown can be mm-hmm. a very a very strong team on their day. Um, but like all, all all of the clubs in this sort of end of the end of the divisions it's can you get a strong team out every week what's the first team like that's going to affect you exactly so ollie you played against church threaten in 2019 general thoughts on them um yeah they're you know they've they're, they're they're a decent team on the day and they've always got some good players they've got a few players that have played there for a good few years um and probably anyone who's played against them will have played against the likes of pete lee and and probably the other guys there um they on the again on their day they can be fantastic yeah last time we played them um we had a good game against them they they beat us on the day um but you know they've improved with facilities um it's got to be more of a draw for people to come come to to the club um, it's a nice little setup they've got there now um compared to to the old um, hut that they that they had. Um, you know, it's, an, it's a lovely setting of a cricket pitch, you know, surrounded by the, the Shropshire Hills. Um, you know, I think if anyone in that area of of the county wants to play cricket, it's, it's a lovely place to play cricket. But they, you know, it, it remains to be seen how they've if they've kept players, if they've brought players in from elsewhere. Um, I think they could be, you know, having been relegated. I think they should be near the top somewhere. Yeah, um, I think, you know, Captain Ed Groom's going to be one to watch out for. I think he's a fantastic bowler. Um, again, a player who possibly could be playing, without sounding harsh, to, to straight, could be probably playing a bit higher than Division 5 than he is. You know, you've got Cameron Holtz, you've got Hamrad Khalid, or Khalid, if he's still playing, and then... You've got the legend that's Keith Yap as well as the Absolutely. legend that's Peter Lee, you know, and you've got 
you know, they've always, Church Stratton have always got a conveyor belt of young, good players who are coming through. Eventually, they end up leaving, you know, and they end up going to other clubs. But I guess that's got to change at some point and they've got to find a way to hold on to these players. You know, there's, you know, there's a range of players who are playing in Division 1 or the Prem or Div 2 who have played for Church Stratton, but for some reason haven't stayed there. And I think that's going to be the biggest thing for them. Moving forwards, you know, you've got there's Sam Morris, who also plays for Church Stratton, who's um, going to be big for them coming up. But yeah, I think, you know, going on to Column, a team on the other end who have come up as champions in Division 6, they've got some players, you know, like Chris Scott, John Yardley, t- tried and tested Shropshire County Cricket League players who have been there, done it and are still doing it. You've got, they've got Milan Dansingani, who's coming back and playing this year. You know, you've got Brenton Ferry as well. And, you know, you've got the Stamford Davises. You know, they, they've got some very good players. And, you know, you would you would expect them to be up there. It's it's going to be interesting for me to see what the real difference is between Division 6 and Division 5. Because I've always said I don't think there's too much of a difference between the bottom of Division 4 and mid-table Division 5. So it'd be, it'd be interesting to see if there's much difference between Division 6 and 5. Well, certainly that Will Stanford Davis. I played against him twice in 2019, and he looks a different class with the bat. Um, mm. You know, he's he he got runs against us both times and didn't look in trouble at all. Um, and yeah, I think they, they they'll be very strong. They've also strengthened. Ben Tipton's a you know a good captain, um, so it'll be very interesting how they do this year. Much Wenlock, on the other hand, I think they're going through a, a bit of a transition at the minute. Uh, in terms of uh, obviously they've lost their second eleven, um, and yeah, I think you know it, it's whether they go down the route the youth route or whether they you know stay with the tried and tested. I think it's it's how that's going to work for them. So I think this will be a transition year for them. Mm. Uh, it'd be quite interesting. I think I think the interesting thing for much Wenlock is you've got two or three players who are very who are standout players, and again they you know they've got. Oliver Piggott, who, you know, is possibly one of the best bowlers, if not the best bowler in the league. Left arm, left arm over, got the ball going across you. Very hard to get away. And you've got to try and, you know, you've got to try and get him away. And then you've got their other bowler. You've got Andrew Marlowe. And then you've got, at the on the other end, you've got Dan Searle, who will score four or 500 runs a season. And, you know, you, it's, it's three big players, but, you know, if they can, if, you get a couple of other players who chip in around them who have better seasons than they used to, you know, you can see well, them contending, you know. Yeah, I think they've got some youngsters coming through. So Mark Brown, who does the youth, um, you probably all know him as Blaster. He, he's, he played a bit last year. I think he's going to be playing this year because his son will be playing um, in, in the team this year. But yeah, Andy Marlowe, um, very good bowler at the, at the start of the innings, to, you know, puts it on the spot, doesn't give much away. Um, but you also got James Cook, who on his day can be destructive with the bat. Yeah. Um, so you know, it's it's it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mm. One one other team that I think is going to be interesting this season outside Albury is Beacon. Uh, as we've mentioned before, like they've got some, you know, they've got some really good youth players. They've got Emmett McKinley. They've got Lewis Tompkins. They've got Ben Smith. And then mixed around with some good experience in Brindley Little, Paul Aston, Adam Phillips. You've also got Mike Dolson as well in there. And it's it's going to be interesting to see how they do this season, given obviously everything that's going on with their first team. And they've lost a few players and whether, you know, 
some of these talented second 11 players are going to end up playing in their first 11 and how that, you know, how that impacts the club as a whole. It's, you know, they're a team who you would say probably at the start of the season, if they had their full strength side, are going to be up there. But Decent, again, yeah, you, you don't know what's going to happen, you know, especially with like last season where, you know, you can't really take last season as a, as a definite because there, a lot of people used it as an opportunity to pl- try players out in different teams and things like this, you know, give youth the chance in different sides. But, you know, that, that there is that point where they're, they're, a, they're a bit, I don't know, they, they're, they're a hard one to judge because I think that they're either going to do really well and they're going to be top two, three, or there's a there's a big chance that they could struggle if you know a lot of their best players end up playing ones of, yeah. for a lot of this season. Yeah, and I think I think you know it's it's going to be a competitive division. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams in there who could be fighting for those top two places. Um, and if you're not on on your game, then you could find yourselves in trouble at the wrong end of the division. Yeah, totally. I mean. You know, you look at, you're looking at teams like Knocking, who've got the ton of dines and Paul Hollyoke, Ryan Darlington, then, you know, Wellington, you've got Ed Bushnell and, you know, Tom Butler. You've got players who could be playing whatever division you want. Whitchurch, you know, Eddie Lewis, Dave Weaver, Jack Batkin, players who've all played first-team cricket who could be playing more regularly. And then indulging myself for two minutes, you've got Alberbury, who've got, you know, John Owen, Katie Green, Zem Zazar, Andrew Dale, Steve Morris, Ed Roberts, Alex Hughes, Joss Elliott. Um, Joss Elliott, yes. The, the man himself, you know. The, and it's, the, lo- the loyalty, John Elliott. The, jo- the, Joss the Elliott. loyal one. But it's like, yes. it's, again, it's it's one of those divisions where I, I think this year it's been more balanced than it's ever been ever. I think there is definitely a case that whoever, whoever is more consistent in their team selection, like you said, Slats, earlier, if whoever can get, it's going to be more a case of who can get their best team out more regularly, mm. or even yeah. who's first 11 in, in the case of much teams, whose first 11's going to have more players available, which will then impact and benefit their second 11 in, in, in some ways as well. If we're being brutally honest when it comes to mm. Division Five, because you know, you're looking at Church Drayton, Column, Gillsfield, Much Wenlock, and they're the only sides that aren't a second or in Wellington's case, a fourth 11, you know, it's, these, these are the big impacts that are going to have on the season, but um, yeah, it's going to be a really interesting season in division five and right. Are you ready? It's time to brace yourselves because this is the big one. It's the new merged league. It's not seven and eight. It's division seven with Ian. Here we go. Okay. So Ian in division seven this year, like we just mentioned, it's been merged with Division 8, which means that we've got All Scott Heath, 3rd 11, Beacon, 3rd 11, Church, 2nd 11, Corvdale, Hinstock, Ludlow, 3rd 11, Quat, 3rd 11, Quayside, Shiftle, 4th 11. Then the teams that would have been in Division 8, but are now in Division 7, All Brighton, 2nd 11, Kai Glass, 2nd 11, Condover, 2nd 11, Ellesmere, 2nd 11, Forton, 2nd 11. <sighs> Lillipool third eleven and Welshpool second eleven. So, Ian, where do we even start? What are your thoughts on the merged league this year? Well, the first thing is everybody I have spoken to is so pleased to actually be playing cricket again. You know, the the love of the game in in the new Division Seven is is it's there. You know, everybody is really looking forward to the season. 
you know, there's a lot of excitement about it. And um, I didn't speak to anybody who, who was sort of talking themselves down. Everybody was bigging their own chances up. Um, I think the fact that it has now become the bottom division, there are several teams that um, don't particularly want to be in the very bottom division of Shropshire cricket. So I think that spurred one or two on by the, by the sound of it. Um, and what, I've, what I'm going to do over the next few podcasts is... Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Because there are so many, and I don't want to be talking all night, I'm just going to concentrate on three or four or five each each pod so um i'd like to start with a team that just go under the radar slightly condover they've got three youth teams and they tell me that they are really going to be relying on their youth element this year they're really excited about several young players they've got a couple of very good all-rounders they're very excited about uh, tom farrow and sam rogers uh, they've got matthew brooks who's a, a, a very good bowler but the one player I'm going to be excited to see there is Graham Hughes's lad, Tom Hughes, who is a superb left-arm bowler. I've, he's bowled against us uh, for Reynolds Twos a couple of years ago. And uh, he looked a prospect then. And, of course, he's going to be a couple of years older now. And, of course, they've got, uh, they've got Graham as well. So um, I, think, I think Condover are one to watch. Um, all, also off the field, I don't know if you knew this, but they, they've got a planning permission for a new pavilion. Wow. And they've got Cal Corner uh, exclusive. Yeah, they've got ninety percent funding in place to get it sorted as well. So um, I don't think they're going to be under the radar for long. I think they're a club going places by the sound of it. They want to have a big season and they want to try and finish as high as they can. So um, they're very positive. Yeah, that's um, that sounds yeah. amazing. I mean, Condover as well, a big side in big historical side. I'd say you know. Yeah. Shropshire cricket and it's great to see teams like that who have been been through a little bit getting themselves back on their feet and moving up and developing and getting extra size getting more players getting your new pavilion and things like that don't you think yeah no I, I think uh, they're definitely the most positive team I spoke to definitely would you say they're inoffensive as well because Graham's there uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll let you know after we play them. <laughs> You'll hate me for saying that. Sorry. <laughs> no, he doesn't hate anybody. Ludlow, they're another team who I think are going to do very well this year. Um, they've got their new nets, and and I hear that they've been very, very well supported 
and they've got a lot of young lads down there. Obviously, as you've just said, you know, if their first and seconds start strongly, they're going to have a lot of players available. Their thirds are going to have a very good year. They're again, they're open for a, a, a big finish. They've got James Lawrence, who's a very good bowling all-rounder uh, prospect. And Zach White, um, we played against him in a friendly last season. He, he looked like a, a bowler who was uh, going to be going places. They've also signed a young lad. I think he's probably taken a step down going to Ludlow, but, you know, never mind. Uh, he's going to get a few runs for him. Joel Leversedge, he, he left us. Um, so, you know, we'll be interested to see how he gets on, especially as we've got a... We got a pre-season friendly against uh, Ludlow Third, so um, there'll be a bit of banter there. But uh, I, I think Ludlow are going to have a good season. Their ones are going to be strong. They've got a few players who usually play rugby who've committed to playing cricket this year. Will Sparrow. They've got a very good there. Uh, South African chap is in the country, so um, he may miss the first game. But Ludlow are going to have a strong first team, so I think their thirds are going to have a great season with us in Division 7. Mm, so, early thoughts on who you think may be the contenders? Who, who do you think are going to be up there this season? Well, in my original Hurls hierarchy, I had us, Oscar, Ludlow and Hinstock. But I think now I've sort of changed that to uh, us, Oscar, Condover and Ludlow would be my top four. Nice. Any Any reason behind the change? Well, I just think the positivity in Condover, I've, I've moved them up a few places. You know, I, I really think that talking to them, they, they're very excited about three or four or five young lads. And, you know, having Graham Hughes is, is going to be a big help for them as well. You know, um, they're, they're going to be very good. And again, talking to, talking to Ludlow, you know, I, I think they're going to try and have a good season. Mm. Right. On the on the other hand, who do you think are going to be the sides that are going to struggle this season? Well, on the other hand, I've spoken to Kate Lass and they've had a great pre-season. They had a snow-affected match, which they, they beat Oswestry. So the bragging rights uh, of Oswestry go to Kate Lass. Um, they have got a superb player to watch. His name is Gareth Overthrow. That is not a joke. <laughs> Gareth Overthrow. Look out for him. I'm telling you. Um, they're very pleased with him. He's come from Oberton, a uh, great swing bowler. Um, they are going to try... Ellison Coulson's come down from the ones to be vice-captain to get a bit of experience. Nice. And I think it sounds like they're going to move a few players around to keep everybody playing. So, you know, I think they're going to have a, a decent season. Um, but they do think they haven't got enough runs. They're, they're a bit bowler-heavy. So they're open for a bit of mid-table... Um, a mid-table finish would suit them, they think. But And then the other team I spoke to, Hinstock. I thought they'd be interesting to talk to because obviously they were playing a lot higher in, in the divisions. But uh, there is one particular person, I think, for Hinstock, who uh, is, is going above and beyond the call of duty this season in 2021. Gareth Masters is captain in them. He's just had a knee replacement. He hasn't got his driving license back yet because you, they take it off you when you have a knee replacement and he's still going to be captain in the side and playing. So um, I think in the Cow Corner Hall of Fame, somebody playing who can't drive a car because he just had an operation deserves a, a, a good mention. They've only got a core of about 15 or 16 players. 
but um, they are hoping to sort of be competitive in fulfilling all their fixtures, maybe not competitive in matches, but they really weren't worried. They just glad to be playing cricket, glad to be playing cricket at Instock. Harvey Wakefield is back uh, to play for them. He was a big Instock player in the past. Malcolm Williams from Newport's come back, an older head. And they've got a new family who've moved into the area very keen. And also, uh, now they're back at Instock, they want to get their uh, Instock legend, John Boy, playing a few home games just, uh, just to say that he's played in 2021. Um, <laughs> they've had no nets. They've had no pre-season friendlies. They just want to play at home and fulfill fixtures. Lovely. I mean, I'm a big fan of Church Second Eleven. I played them last season. Well, I didn't play them, but I umpired them last season against Albury Twos, and I think they're going to be a real team to watch out for this season. But uh, guys, outside of Ian, anyone, what is everyone else's thoughts on Division Seven this year? Um, well, just I know he just talks about Hinstock a lot, but if um, Harvey Wakefield is back, then he's a big, big player for them. He scored. We we played them prior to their sort of um, when they folded and had to move down a few divisions. And Harvey Wakefield was he is a fantastic cricketer. He's a, he's a very good cricketer. Um, I've played Hinstock a number of times over the years, um, and we played them um, prior to Hinstock going uh, going out of the league. So the season before when they won. Or they came second, or I can't remember, but they, they were in the top two of the division. They went up. Um, they relied heavily on Harvey Wakefield. So if he's back, he's, he's a big plus for them. Um, his brother, Ollie, Oliver Wakefield, I don't know if he's back as well, but if he even if he um, pops up for the odd game, he would be a fantastic player. But um, always been you know, a relatively local game for us in the past. Um, we haven't played them in recent seasons, but... Um, it's an interesting ground. It's very small, straight. Um, I know they've had issues with neighbours and they have now got a rather large um, net that they can rely on, hopefully rely on the cricket balls stopping going into those gardens. So it'd be interesting to see how they get on, um, certainly if Harvey's back. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, looking at it, I've played against a lot of the sides in that division at some point uh, during my time in the, in, in uh, Willie Seconds. Um, so clubs that would stand out for me, Shifnal Fourths. Surprised to see them that far down. They've got some good, they had some good young players a few years back, and then obviously they've got Phil Aston, who uh, doesn't give you anything. And Fourth and Seconds again, they they had some good young lads and young ladies in there as well uh, a few years back. So that's quite interesting. Um, I think Corvdale will be strong this year. Uh, Ross Mantle, I think. Uh, will be uh, taking some wickets and making some runs. Don't you think, E? I think he'll be yeah, pretty strong. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, and then, yeah, it's the, the other teams, all Brighton I've played against, and I think, again, they can on their day be decent, but it just depends. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a trouble when you've got a division that big. It's actually, you're playing, if you're not playing each other twice, which you won't be, no. You you could end up playing the top teams twice and the weaker teams only once and it could disadvantage you. Well, they have sort of regionalised the, the the games where we play home and away. So within that division, there are four teams in each sort of mini division that yeah. play away. So um, 
yes, that's nothing to do with form. That is just geography. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, be interested to see how that works out. I know because we, you know, obviously, it's the first sort of regionalization that we've ever done in a, a league other than what was forced upon us last year with the with the COVID. So, it'd be interesting to see what happens. Right, yeah, I think that's some great insight there. And I think it's now time to move on to our final division and Division 4 with Ollie Griffiths. Okay, so Ollie, Division 4, this season's got Acton Reynolds, Bishop's Castle, Bridge North 3rd 11, Brosley 1st 11, Kai Glass 1st 11, Calverhall, Condover 1st 11, Hodnett and Peplo, Iscoid and Fens Bank, Market Drayton, Quat second 11 and Trisel and Seasden. So what are our thoughts on the division this year, Ollie? So I think there's some really strong teams in there. And obviously I think every team has got some quality players. Uh, every team has got some fantastic batsmen and, and they're, they're the odd bowler in there that have played for years in the lower divisions. Sometimes don't get the credit that they deserve because they've not played in a, at a higher level, but um, still some fantastic, fantastic players down in Division 4. I don't think we can look far past Quat. I did have them as my favourites to win the division in our first podcast. So I've spoken to a few of the guys from, from all of the teams. The overriding sort of feeling is it all relies heavily on availability. Everyone has said the same thing. You know, if we if we can get our strongest team on the pitch, we're going to we we feel we can do quite well, and I, I would say exactly the same thing for my own team, Calvall. So Quats, um, I spoke to them, and they said they were actually quite disappointed to be relegated, having finished tenth in Division Three in 2019. But they are ready to get going and 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 look forward to to a season in Division Four. Last year was a great season for them. They said obviously they won their mini division, followed by Trisol and gave a good account of themselves. They've said on a strong day, they could fill, fill the team that's got five or six players that have played over 100 first team of games. Um, on other days, obviously, they could be in the first team, so it all depends. But they're aiming to um, have a good blend of experienced players and blood some of their youth. They've said they've in recent years, they feel they've missed a good slow bowling option but something they've worked on, hopefully, to have available this year. Players to watch. The return of Danny Hall. He's Danny has played a lot of cricket at Quat and returned last year after a short spell away. So, good to have him back. Another player to watch is Jenny Cotham. Very good cricketer. She puts the ball in the right place, just on the spot. Very good. Jenny's been their leading wicket-taker in the last two seasons. And, and by all accounts, she's very consistent. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how she plays when we, we see her this year. Obviously, having not played quite before, I don't have a great extensive knowledge of some of these players, um, mm. but it'll be really interesting to see. Uh, youngster Harry Northcott is uh, another player who they're thinking is going to have a good season. Um, and he's, in, he's played a bit of adult cricket through the past years, um, and, and they think he's got bags of potential, so it'll be interesting to see how he uh, rocks up this mm. season. I don't think too far behind will be Trisel in terms of around that top two, three spaces. 
they last time we played them and I didn't I personally didn't play them the last season that we were in the league with them for a variety of reasons I missed both games they were very strong then and they've strengthened from mm. from what I from what I understand I know they've had a few players out of Wolverhampton way and uh, been very strong um, they're entering the 100 ball competition for the first time they said they they haven't played the sort of cup competition previously so they're uh, looking forward to what that's going to be for them and, and look and really interested. So they think it's a big step for them. What I'd be interested to know, Ollie, is um, obviously below Trisel last season, the next best team off the rank is Acton Reynolds. How do they think that they're going to be affected this season by only moving to one side? Um, they think it's going to be a tough season for them this year. Um, obviously, losing Johnny Evans is going to be a big blow for mm. them. He skipped them last year and obviously led from the front with the ball and the bat. They're, they've still got a good number of, of seasoned players there. You know, played a lot of seasons, the likes of Ian Fox, Keith Sandbrook, A.D. Hudson. Mm. Um, so they've got a good core. They are concerned that most of the team are getting on. Mm. That's their words, not mine. Um, so it will be interesting to see and attract some of that youth out of their what was their second team to um, come and, and bolster the ranks of the first team and I think it's important that yeah. there's a good mix of youth and, and experience in any side because the youth are only going to learn through the experience of the of the people yeah. who've been there and done it year in, year out. Another thing that I'm interested in is obviously I played in Division 5 in 2019 and there were some sides that were run away but Way with it. Uh, Market Drayton, Condover, Brosley, who finishes second. How do you think that they're going to do this season? Obviously, it's well known that Brosley have lost two of their top players. What are the general thoughts on those sides moving into Division 4 this year? Market Drayton are a very unknown quantity, to be honest with you. I, I reached out to Market Drayton, didn't didn't hear anything back. They didn't they didn't play any cricket last year in terms of the, the mini divisions. I've heard locally that they 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 thought they would struggle to get a team for last season. Um, I believe that they have don't feel they've got that issue again this year. The um, they have recruited back a few players from other clubs locally. Some of the Staffordshire sides. I know that there's there's at least one player coming back. I don't know the name, sorry, but I I did hear on the jungle drums that there was there was at least one player coming back. But then I've also heard that there's there's players left market drain to go back to places like Hodnet. Right. So Ollie, the next question is who do we think are going to be looking to survive in division four this season? Speaking to I think speaking to any club at any time, they all think, oh I'm I'm worried about us. We could we could have a bad season, but we could also have a good season depending on it's again it's down to availability. Mm. Um I spoke to players from Fens Bank and they say, oh, we could genuinely be relegated this year, struggle, then I don't personally believe that to be the case. I think they're, they're stronger than that. And uh, under the captaincy of Tom Lee this year in his first proper season as, as captain, um, I think they've got, again, they've got a really good core of players there. Like I said, market drain are an unknown quantity, so I don't know where they're going to rock up. They can mm. If, again, it's down to availability. I don't want to keep sounding like a broken record, but mm-hmm. if they can get a team out, they put some good performances in in Division Five in 2019. So you know they could they could just us and and be near the top. But 
equally could be near the bottom. Have they still got um, one of the Stalin lads playing there? Or was he, he moved back to Ulskut? I heard he's moved back. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. I wasn't sure. I believe he's gone back from what I've heard. Kai Glass, perennially being down the bottom of the division. Fantastic team. Great, great bunch of lads. And some again, there's some really good players there. But for some reason, they always tend to end up towards the bottom of the division. Calv Hall, my own club. We if we if we don't click, we, we could we could struggle. Um, I'd like to think we would finish mid-table, but we struggle and we are prone to the odd Calverhall collapse, as we like to. I'm sure we, everyone's got their own version of it, but we we, we have the Calverhall collapse and um, we are prone to going from 100 for two to 120 for eight or something along those lines. So uh, we, we could, we've all been there. <laughs> Bridge North Birds, again, they're a third team. So if the first and the seconds are pulling heavily from them, they're they're a weaker side. But on other days, they've got some fantastic players who can you know, more than do a job for them. I do know that they've changed their captain this year. Ash Bowler has taken over. It's a new reign. There is one there is one theme actually through through Division Four. There does seem to be quite a few new captains taking on the role on the reins. Um, we ourselves have got a new captain. Bridge North have got a new captain. There's two or three other clubs that told me that they, they've also got new a new mm. captain for the season. So it's going to be a bit unusual for a lot of people, perhaps captain in the, for the first time. I think, so, Division 4, I think Division 4 looks quite interesting because with the exception of Bridge North and Quat, all the other teams are either first teams or singleton clubs. So, I, you know, I would think looking at it from, you know, a couple of divisions away, there won't be a lot of issues with people not being able to get teams. If you're in Division Four, it's you know it's it's a decent standard of cricket, and you know those players who want to be playing cricket, I would think there's going to be some very good games in that division. I think it's going to be one of the probably the pick of our divisions, if you like. Yeah, I I'd agree. You know, yeah, no, I think I think um, it'll be an interesting season for the likes of Brosley, for example. As you said, they'd lost two of their players. They've actually lost probably three, I think, in terms of Kelvin Rogerson, uh, Kieran Osborne, but also Ash Postance, the Australian lad. Mm. Don't, I don't think he's coming over again this year. Um, so that's, that'll be a big blow for them. Um, I know they've recruited a number of players, uh, but I think they're players that perhaps haven't played for a wee while. So it, it'll be an interesting one to see how they fare in that division. Um, you know, they could be fantastic or they could struggle. It, you just don't know um, is the honest answer. And yeah, I think you know, Bishop's Castle on their day, have got some really strong players. Uh, Tom Mulder with the ball is very good. Um, so yeah, it could be interesting. I think you're right. I think it's going to be uh, an interesting division because there aren't going to be pressures on those clubs other sides taking their best players away into the, up up into the you know the next uh, the next tier of their club because a lot of them are first a first team club so you could get a lot of consistency there and you know you get get a lot of interesting results I would think I would say I'd agree and I'd, I'd say traditionally this division has always been whether it was this division four or when it was called division three in the past it's always been a very competitive division as in every team can beat every team. And there's been, with the exception of Chelmarsh when they were in our division, 
there's not re- for quite a few years there hasn't been one runaway team in there. Yeah, and I guess you know you got you got to say hats off to the structure structure committee um, in terms of what they've done to try and because that's what they want to try and do is make sure that you know it's competitive cricket all the way through in all the divisions. Connor was getting it. Connor was getting it right, but you know, if you look at Division Four, actually, they've done a pretty good job there in terms of of, of what that's put together. Um, and there'll be interesting results every week, I would say. Mm. Yeah, definitely. I think Division Four is definitely going to be one to look at, and yeah, it's going to be really from my end. It's going to be really interesting to see how these Division Five teams do. And it's, I think, the biggest thing about Division Four is you've got sides who got promoted, and it's going to be the same in all the divisions. These sides got promoted two seasons ago which it sounds strange, but it's it's a long time in cricket. You lose players, players are unavailable and things like that. It's going to be interesting to see how that affects teams. Um, but yeah, that's some great insight, guys. And now I think it's time that we take this information and we put it together and we put together our new Hills hierarchies. Here we go. Right, so you know the drill. It's back. It's Hurl's Hierarchy. This is the part of the show where we pick the top eight teams as we see it at this point going into the 2021 league season. Just a reminder, once again, this will change as the season goes on. And just because you're at the top or bottom does not mean that you'll be top of the bottom of the hierarchy forever. Once again, this is just a bit of fun and it is just an opinion. But enough of that. Let's get on with it. So let's start with Division Four. Okay, so we're starting in Division Four and we'll make our way around. And I think it's best that we always start with Ollie. So, Ollie, in at eight, who are we going for? Rosalind. I did have them higher in my last pod, um, but I understand that they have lost two, maybe three players. And I think that that's going to have a big impact. And having come up last year, it could be tough. I put Acton Reynolds. Don't ask for a uh, reason, please. That's, <laughs> that's it. Well, interestingly, I've also gone for Brosley at eight. I went for Bridgenall third 11. So the winner there is Brosley first 11. So Brosley are in at eight. In at seven. I've got Calvert Hall. Discoid and Fensbank. I put Calvert Hall. Ooh. I went for I went for Hodnett and Peplow. Oh, so it's Calverhall the winners then. So Calverhall of winners. So Calverhall in seventh. So we've got Brosley in eighth, Calverhall in seventh, in at six. Ollie. Ben's bank. Okay, so I went for I went for Hodnett and Peplow last time. Um, I've actually gone for Calverhall in at six, so I'm going to have to go for Hodnett and Peplow. I went for Market Drayton. Hodnett and Peplow. Hodnett and Peplow. So Hodnett, I'm in at six. In at five, Ollie. I have gone for Acton Reynolds. I put Calver Hall in at fifth. So who's your other option? Uh, well, Acton Reynolds. I put um, Treesland Seasden at six. At five, sorry. And I went for Condover. So the winner there is Acton Reynolds. So we've got Brosley, Calver, Hodnett, and then Reynolds. So in at four. Well, I went for Hodnett. 
but we've already placed them in six. So I will go for Condover. Well, I went for Obnit as well in four. So um, I'm going to, I said Treasel last time. So I'm going to put Treasel up the fourth. I'm totally confused now. Because <laughs> <laughs> I in fourth, I got Acton Reynolds. Um, but obviously they've gone. So I've put somebody else in, haven't I? Um, uh, probably Bridge North Thirds then. I'll have to go with that. Bridge North Thirds. And I went for Market Drayton. So that means that the final vote goes to Ollie. So it is Condover who finished in fourth. Okay, so top three, starting with number three, Ollie. So I did have Condover, but I had to put them in for because we'd already used Hodnet. So I'm going to go for Fens having a really, really good season and finishing in third. Fantastic. I also went for Escoid and Fens Bank. I went for Condover, finishing the top three, which I... I'm pretty concrete that they will do, but um, obviously they've already gone because they're in fourth. So I've got a choice here and I'll move Iskoid up into third. Well, I mean, it's it's unanimous, but uh, Ian, it's pointless, but who are you going for in third? Well, uh, I've got to put Treasel up again because I don't get <laughs> Going into our final two, number two, Ollie, Treasel. I've also gone for Trisel. I've had him at fifth, fourth, and third. <laughs> so now they're going to be my second as well. <laughs> and Slats? I'd gone for Trisel as well. Well, there we go. Unanimous. Trisel, Trisel, whatever you want to call them, they're in at second. So that means number one, Ollie. Um, had to be Quat for me. Quat second 11. I've also gone Quat second 11. Slats? Quat. In. Yep. Unanimous. Yep. So, yep. what second eleven in at first? So, let's hear the division four rounded up again. So, we in at eight. We've got Brosley, seven Calverhall, six Hodnett and Peplow, five Acton Reynolds, four Condover, three Iscoid and Fens Bank, two Trisel or Treasel, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, and Seaston, and first Quat second eleven. Fantastic. Love that, guys. Right, let's move on to our next division and Division 6. Okay, so Division 6, new division, new set of sides. And this time, Slats, you've got the first say. So, here we go, starting with number 8. Number 8, I'm going with Coton Hall. I think they'll... uh... From what I've, what I've heard, and there was players they've got coming in, I think, actually, do you know what? They'll be uh, holding their own in that division. And, um, yeah, look, it's the first year for them in that division, but I think they've got some good players coming in, particularly with Aaron coming back. I think, uh, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll finish a respectable eight. Uh, I've gone for Birmingham Heath. I went for Lillishaw. And I went for St George's third eleven. So that means that the deciding vote goes to it slats. It's Coton Hall in at seven slats. I've gone for Boma Heath. Um, I think uh, they're, they're usually solidly mid table um, in that division, but they've also got some new players come in. So in, in their first division, first team mm. rather. So I think they'll they'll have a, a better availability. I've also gone for Boma Heath. I went for Shrewsbury. I'm going because one of my earlier team, one of my teams higher up has gone. I'm going to move Bomia up to seventh. Well, fantastic. So that means that 
we're pretty much nearly unanimous. So Bomir Heath in at seven. So we've got Coton Hall in at eight, Bomir at seven. Who's coming in at six slats? For me, it's Ponsbury. I think new new captain this year, Gaz Downs. I think they've got some good youngsters in there. Um, you know, some good bowlers. I think they'll be uh, again respectably mid table. Interesting. Um, I've gone for Lanyard Lloyd's had a solid season in Division 7 in 2019, so I think they can have a good season in, in Division 6. I went for Pontsbury. Interesting indeed. Okay, I went for Lillishaw, um, but Pontsbury win it. Two to one. Well, two to one to one. So, <laughs> uh, Coton Hall in eighth, Bowman Heath in seventh, and Pontsbury in sixth. It's a clean sweep for you so far, Slats. How easy is this? In at five, Slats. <laughs> Me in in fifth spot, I've put Lillishaw again. I think they're a team rebuilding. They've uh, they got promoted last year. They've got some solid run getters, but they've got some good youngsters coming through as well. So uh, I, I see them in the fifth spot. Okay, I went for Landed Lois, the hipsters' choice. <laughs> I originally went for Lillishaw, but because my order's been messed around, I'm now going to put Landed Lois in. No, no, no. <laughs> Stay with Lillishaw, mate. You're fine. Slats, Slats is seeing his clean record slipping away. Ian, who have we gone for? I went for Montgomery there. Oh, so that means that we've got Flanidlois. No, 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 no. In at five. Okay, yeah. so in at four. In, in at four, I've got uh, Kun seconds. I had landed Lois at four, so I'm going to put Montgomery up. I also went for Montgomery in at four. I had Ponsbury at four, but we've put them in six, so I'm going to go Lillishaw. Okay, so Monty are in at four. So we've got Coton Hall in at eight, Bomir at seven, Ponsbury six, landed Lois five, Monty in at three slats. Well, in at three, I had Monty. So, so therefore, I will move my fourth spot up to third. So, therefore, I'll put Kund in at third. Fair shout. Uh, Ollie? Well, I'm all over the place now. So, <laughs> I have Monty at three out of my original top eight. I've only got Lillishaw left. So, I'm now moving them up to third. <laughs> so, Lillishaw in at third. So, Ian, who are you going for in three? I'm going for Kund. Okay. So, Ian's gone for Kund. I originally went for Ponsbury second 11, but I mean, it doesn't make any difference now because Kund have had two off the board. So Kund second 11 are in at three. So in at two, Slats. In at two, and I think they'll be up there, certainly. I think it's the hipster's choice and it's Flannid Lois. I think they're, they're, they're destined for big things this season. However, um, as they're... But they've been placed a little bit further down in fifth. Uh, I'll have to put Lillishaw into uh, second spot. I have Bomer Heath. I'm going for Lillishaw. Fantastic. Right. So I'm going to go. Well, my original choice was going to be Kun second 11. I think that they're going to be coming second, but they're already off the board. And given the options that are left, I guess I'm going to have to end up going for Lillishaw as well which means that Lillishaw are finishing in second. So, Ollie, uh, it's pretty pretty unanimous, but who have you got coming in at second? Okay, like you said, it's pretty pointless now, but I had Shrewsbury in second place. Um, so 
I am going to back Lillishall also. They've gone from, <laughs> in my book, fifth to fourth to third. Now they are second. Up the Lillishall. Up the Lillishall. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this means in at one slats. In at one, um, again, provided they have their availability, I think Shrewsbury thirds will be top of the pile. I also went for Shrewsbury thirds. Ollie, as someone who picked Shrewsbury thirds to come second, who were your original team to come first? My original team to come first was Cund, but they've gone, so I'm going to go Shrewsbury. I'm going to make it a clean sweep, Shrewsbury. Fantastic. So, uh, top eight, which we probably should have vetted before we did. <laughs> <laughs> Coton Hall in at eight, Bowman Heath at seven, Pontsbury second eleven in at six, in at five, Clanidlois, in at four, Montgomery second eleven, in at three, Kuhn second eleven, in at second, Lillishall second eleven, and in at first, Shrewsbury third eleven. Wow, what a turn up for the books that is! Right, so. <laughs> Now, we move ourselves on to hopefully a bit of an easier division and Division 7. Ian, Division 7, picking our top eight. You obviously start us off with your first pick, and we're starting with number eight. Who are you going for? Jerk. There you go. I've gone for quite, I've gone for quite thirds. <laughs> Ollie? Shift not fourths. Shift not fourths. I've also gone for Shiftel fourth eleven. So Shiftel, it is in at seven. Ian Beacon Beacon. I've also gone for Beacon. Ooh, Ollie. I've also gone for Beacon. Right, Slatch might as well tell us, but it's irrelevant. I went for Fortin. <laughs> Fortin seconds. So we've got Shiftel fourth and Beacon thirds eight and seven. In at sixth, Ian Quad Quad. Quat third eleven. I also went for quat third eleven. I went for Keyside. I went. I went for Ludlow. Uh, I went for Ludlow thirds. It's in at uh, six. So quat it is. In at five. Well, my original five was Schiffnell. They went earlier, so I'm going to promote Chuck. I went for Schiffnell fourth in at, in at five. They've gone, so I'm going to promote um, Ludlow thirds. <laughs> Um, I've got Ludlow thirds in fifth. I went for Hinstock, so that means that it's Ludlow third eleven in at five. Okay, so in at four. Um, well, I had Ludlow in at four, so I'm going to put Cherk up again. I've gone for Corvdale. I've also gone for Corvdale. Slats? I went for Hinstock in at four. So Corvdale it is. I tell you what, Cherk are doing really well in my division now. They're going up every game. <laughs> So, in at third, Ian. Condover. I went for Chirk second 11. Slats. Chirk second 11, yes. I've also gone for Chirk. So, Chirk second 11, finishing in third. Our top two. Here we go. Ian. I'm going to go Condover. I had them in at third, so I'm going to promote them one place. I've gone for Hinstock. I've gone for Condover. Okay, I went for Ludlow third eleven, uh, but that's irrelevant because Condover are the winners of the second oh, place. Second. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so here it is. It's the big one. Who's coming in at first, Ian? Um, well, because the other people are gone, I'm going for Allscott. 
I also went for All Scott Third Eleven. Slats. Well, I went for Corvedale to finish top of the pile. So uh, as they're in fourth, I will have to uh, promote somebody else from my list, and I'm putting Hinchstock at top of the pile. I went for All Scott. Fantastic. So three to one. All Scots are the winners. They are number one. So going from it, eight to one, we've got Shifnal fourth, Levin in at eight. Beacon third, Levin in at seven. In at six, we've got Quat third, Levin. In at five, we've got Ludlow third, Levin. In at fourth, we've got Corvedale. In at third, we've got Chirk second, Levin. In second, we've got Condover second, Levin. And in first, we've got All Scott third, Levin. Right. Now, here we go. The final division, Division 5. Right, so Division 5, and we start with myself, putting my head above the parapet. And, yeah, so we're going to start with number 8. And a team that I didn't mention before. Um, Again, as I've just said off podcast, I think, you know, I think there's going to be four or five teams who are going to be in contention in Division 5 who possibly, very possibly, it could be a division that every side, 1 to 11, could be in contention. And depending on availability, any of the 11 sides could win. But I, off previous seasons, I think possibly five have got a better chance. Um, but again, it's it's going to be interesting. Anyway, so in at eight, I've got Willie Wanderers. I have also gone for Willie at eight. I went for Wellington Fourths. I went for Wellington Fourths. <laughs> Interesting. So unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 Willie. It goes to Willie. Um, she cool. was robbed, mate. She was robbed. <laughs> In at seven, again, this is a team who I think, as I was saying off camera, oh well. Off, off the record, I think if they've got a full second 11, if they've got their main team to pick, I think they could finish top two or even win the league. But because I'm not sure, I think seven, I'm going Beacon. And that sounds really harsh because I reckon they, can do, they could do really well. I reckon they could be top three, top two, top one. Slats. I've gone for Willie originally, but obviously can't have them now. So I will uh, now promote Wellington Force up to seventh. I'm going to do the same as Slats because I had Wellington as eight, so they're going to be my seven now. Okay, so I have gone for Newtown based solely on the fact their new captain is a former Cowboy Hall player. Okay, so Wellington in at seventh. So in at sixth, I did have Wellington. Um, so I'm going to have to promote the team who I thought would finish seventh, which is no problem to me because I think they generally could finish top three. <laughs> and I'm going to go Beacon again. Uh, I'm with Beacon as well. I went for Whitchurch second 11. I've gone for Beacon in six. Okay, so that's three to one. And it's Beacon in at six. In at five, I've gone for Column. Uh, well, I've I gone for Beacon in at five. So I'm going to move them now, obviously, because they're in sixth. And I'm going to promote Whitchurch seconds up to fifth. A lot of these, a lot of this is a stab in the dark for me, but I have gone for column in fifth. And Ian, I went for Church Stretton. So that's column in at five. In at four, I went for Church Stretton. Uh, well, I went for Stretton last time, and they got voted out. So I'm going to promote Stretton a place and stick with you, James. 
So in fourth, I'd gone for Oldbury seconds in fourth. Um, but I will now <laughs> continue to promote Whitchurch seconds and pop them up into a fourth spot now. <laughs> I had gone for Gillsfield. So Church Stretton in at fourth. In at three, I've gone knocking and Kinnerly second 11. Ollie. Well, based on the fact that um, I had Stretton in at third and then now fourth, I'm going to swap them round. So I'm going to go for Gillsfield again. Uh, I'm going for Alberberry. Third, I had knocking. There we go. So knocking in at three. So here we go. The top two. So in at second, which will please my captain. I've gone for Alberbury second eleven. Uh, yeah. Now hang on. I've got to promote promote clubs here because I'd originally gone in in second for Church Stretton. Um, I now have to promote um, Alberbury to second spot. I've also gone for Alberbury in second. And Ian, that's the four clean sweep for Alberbury. Clean sweep for Alberbury, second place. Yeah. Will it get them promotion or will it be only one team goes up? We don't know. <laughs> um, hopefully, Aubrey finished first. But uh, again, uh, I won't I won't say too much. Otherwise, I'll be getting uh, angry messages from my captain once again. Anyway, in at first, I've gone for Whitchurch second 11, just based on the fact that I uh, have heard that they will be playing players to get to themselves up the divisions and closer to their first 11. So who have you guys gone for in at first? And we'll start with Ian. Well, originally in first, I had uh, Colin. I think Ben Tipton is going to have a good season there. But um, because they've already gone, I've got to promote uh, Whitchurch as well. Basing my decision on last year's form and not the form of 2019, I've also gone for Whitchurch. And Slats? Uh, I also had Colum finishing top of the pile originally um, because they have strengthened. They have got some very good players in there and I think they'll do really well. However, they've already gone, so I too will be promoting Whitchurch seconds to top of the pile. So, there we go. And I think it pretty much proves what we were saying at the start of this division that, you know, I think there were going to be five four or five teams who are going to be in contention, but also at the same time, anyone out of the 11 could give it a good go and go for the title. Um, so in at eight, we've got Willie. In at seven, we've got Wellington fourth 11. In at six, we've got Beacon second 11. In at five, we've got Column. In at fourth, we've got Church Stretton. In at three, we've got Knocking second 11. In second, we've got the mighty Aubrey second 11. And in at one, we've got Witcher second 11. So our thoughts on those Hurls hierarchies, guys. Contentious. <laughs> I think it just proves how really difficult it is to, at the start of a season, unless you know a club have got a lot of very good players in there that are going to run away with it. The, these divisions are so competitive now that mm-hmm. uh, unless somebody gets on a run, on a bit of a win streak, you could pick you could pick any any number of teams to finish in that top two. And it's mm. just um, yeah, it's going to be an exciting season. Looking forward to it. Yeah, and I'm really looking forward to us guys getting around the podcast throughout the season. Maybe even getting some of you guys on as well, getting you on as guests, getting you on the old Zoom, and uh, getting you talking about your club and what else is going on, and uh, seeing how the season goes. So yeah, cheers, guys! Some really interesting takes. So, Ollie, Ian, any thoughts on our, <laughs> on our hierarchies? Well, I think that um, 
we made a complete balls up of the first two divisions, but we seemed to know what we were doing by the last two. So uh, <laughs> I think as, as a process, we've worked it through together. Well done, team. It's very much a statement for we should do rehearsals, really, rather than <laughs> and we should plan this rather than doing it on the fly. Ollie? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's it's too difficult to get it anywhere close to being right, apart from you know, the one or two teams that do stand out to all of us. Um, as I'm sure we were all aware after the first pod, we I got loads of messages. I think you've put us too high. I think you've put us too low. I think you'll find we'll be better. Than <laughs> Um, so it is our only our own opinions and it's our own opinion that we came up with mm. 30 seconds ago yes it, yeah it very much happens just before we record it and uh yeah so anyway move us on to our final segment yeah so as always you can follow us on facebook twitter instagram spotify soundcloud and apple podcast if you've enjoyed the podcast remember to like share and subscribe as always, we're trying to get ourselves onto this Apple podcast chart. So if you do have time, even if you've listened to it on Spotify or SoundCloud, give us a bit of a listen for a minute on the Apple podcast, or maybe even just tell someone else to listen to it on the Apple podcast link, just so we can see if we can get up there. Uh, yeah, we've got new bat stickers and merch coming out soon. I'm very much looking forward to that. The Cow Corner Golf Day has been postponed, but we are looking at new dates to get that going forward and yeah once again it's been another great podcast and i've really enjoyed getting stuck into this extra show don't worry those of you who listen and play on a sunday we are looking at getting a sunday section sorted so if you are interested in talking about sunday cricket please send us a message or send me a message privately and we can get something sorted there in that regard anyway I hope you all have a fantastic season and we will be continuing the extra show throughout the season. In the next episode, we are going to be talking about the 100 with Ian in depth and uh, talking about the knockout competition that's coming out to Shropshire Cricket. But anyway, once again, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Please make sure that you support the podcast. And all I can say is thank you very much, Ollie. Thank you, James. And thank you to all of the people who supplied us with the information. Um, sorry, we didn't use it all, but it was very beneficial. Thank you very much, Slats. Thanks, guys. Another really enjoyable podcast. I've had lots and lots of fun. Thanks to the people who supplied us with the info from the, from the teams for Division 6. Keep that coming. I'll be looking after you all through the, the season. So, um, you know, let's have some fun with it. And uh, good luck next week, everybody. And thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much indeed, James and lads. It's been another great evening. And uh, I'd just like to wish everybody all the best for the cricket season. Let's go out there and enjoy it after uh, last year. Let's have a good one. Completely agree with you. Let's have a great season, everyone. Yes. Please make sure that you keep us up to date with what's going on. And thank you for everyone who's contributed and helped us out in creating this podcast and giving us the information that we've asked for. And keep, like Slats and Ollie have said, keep us informed throughout the season and we will also be keeping what's going on throughout the season in your divisions anyway and if you are doing especially well or your team's doing well we will try our best to get you on the podcast throughout the season a special guest just to get some different people on the podcast as well as well as our awesome four that we've already got and we included myself in that how egotistical but yes anyway thank you very much as always for listening to the podcast and 
yes make sure you like share and subscribe this has been another episode of the cow corner extra show until the next time goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 